Welcome to Life of Angst, known exaggerations and gross misconceptions. Visit our website at lifeofangst.com. Welcome to the show. My name is Sarah, and today we are talking about the outlaw Wills Howard. So this is a story that I stumbled across while doing locally county research on newspapers.com, and I find it strange that this is something I've never heard of before, um, but a very interesting story that involves Laclede County history. Wilson Wills Howard was born around 1862 in Harlan County, Kentucky. Harlan County is in southeastern Kentucky in the area where Tennessee and Virginia all touch Kentucky. It's actually only a couple of counties over from Pike County, Kentucky, which was the site of the infamous feud between the Hatfields and the McCoys. So this is an area of Appalachia that's already known for the feuding families. But Wills Howard was born into the Howard family that was eventually involved in a family feud. He would grow to be an infamous outlaw known across the country. But the story begins with the Turner family. The Turner family of Harlan County fought first with the Middletons. But after many members of the Middleton family died, the cause was taken up by the Gilbert family. The Gilberts eventually bowed out of the feud after losing several members of the family to the fighting. After the Gilberts left the feud, the Turner family was able to run Harlan County without much opposition. At this point, the Howard family wasn't involved in any of the fighting, but the patriarch of the Howard clan, Willis Howard, kept a saloon in Harlan. Bob Turner of the feuding Turner clan was a moonshiner in the mountains there near Harlan. These two men vied for local business, and the feud between the Turners and the Howards broke out when Bob Turner drew his gun on Willis Howard. Willis Howard was able to uh, draw quick and got off the first shot, killing Bob Turner. Willis Howard was tried and acquitted for the slaying, but this is what started the Howard-Turner feud. Wilson, Wills Howard, first entered this family feud at the age of 19. So the story is that one day several Howards were walking into town and they were allegedly ambushed by the Turners. The Turners supposedly had set up inside buildings along the street, and when they saw the Howards come into town, they started firing on them. The shootout ended when Will Turner, the patriarch of the Turner family, left the cover that he was hiding in and walked down the middle of the street with pistols in each hand. Then a shot rang out and Will Turner fell to the ground dead. The Turners, who were there that day, accused Wilson Howard of killing Will Turner, and he was indicted. So he was put into uh, jail, but he made bail. And then there's just a long, crazy story involving Wills Howard after this first battle. Now, how much of it is true? It's really hard to determine. The newspaper accounts of the time vary kind of wildly with uh, what they say about what happened. But supposedly, Wills Howard made bail, and then his intention was to skip town. But a messenger came out to meet him and told him that a Turner guy had insulted his mother and had threatened to kill her. So Wills Howard returned to Harlan County. Him and a bunch of guys gathered around the Turner house and opened fire on it. And then Wills Howard skipped town again. At some point, there was a shootout that occurred at the courthouse there at Harlan County. I don't know when that fits in, um, but... What happened next was that Wills traveled to Missouri, and he was there for some time, but he eventually returned to Kentucky, and he was supposedly there to face his charges and plead for peace. At this point, the militia had been called to keep order in town because the feud had just gotten way out of hand. Now, Wills is supposed to have tried to turn himself into the militia. There are some articles that talk about how Wills Turner spoke with uh, a local militia captain and a lieutenant, 
There are some disagreements in the articles, though, about whether Wills came to town to meet the captain or whether the captain came out into the woods to meet Wills. Either way, he had agreed that he would come to town and go to court to face his charges. But there was some serious miscommunication that occurred about when Wills was supposed to show up to court. And when he supposedly came to court, it was already closed. So he felt slighted by the whole situation. And Wills Howard decided to go out into the county and tell all of his friends about what had happened to him. So while he was out in the woods traveling the county, talking to his friends and relatives about how he'd been mistreated, he ran into a man named George Turner out in the woods near a creek. A shootout happened and Wills Howard eventually killed Turner. This ran into like a days-long standoff with 30-plus men at the courthouse, and it made headlines across the country. For his part in the feud in total, Howard is said to have killed at least a dozen men. Oddly, it is not the family feud that eventually sealed the fate of Howard. It was a murder in Marys County, Missouri, that sent Wills to the gallows. Now, this is where the story gets really wild. The accounts tend to differ, but the basic facts seem to be that Will Jennings, who was Wills Howard's uncle, had gotten himself involved in a robbery case here in Missouri. Now, supposedly, Will Jennings lived at Springfield, but he had heard about a case of a man named John Rector in Marys County. And John Rector claimed that he'd had some money stolen, and he was pretty sure that it was stolen by a man named Thomas McMichael. Thomas McMichael was a deaf mute who had been living at a boarding house uh, near the town of Vienna, but for a time had stayed with Rector at his house and then had gone back to the boarding house. The boarding house itself was run by a couple who were also both deaf and mute. So Will Jennings heard about this story and he decided that he would insert himself into the case. So he made an agreement with Rector that if he could get the money back, that he would split it 50-50 with Rector. So Jennings goes to the boarding house, arrests McMichael. They take him out into the woods and shake him down, get all his money. Supposedly, Rector said that two $20 bills had been stolen and they didn't find that on McMichael, but they took $50 in gold from him. Um, But after the situation, McMichael went to the authorities with his story and the grand jury, they I guess decided that, yes, the thief had been found, but they didn't like the way that that Jennings and Rector had recovered the money. So they indicted Jennings for robbery. Jennings made bail and then went back to Springfield. Sometime later, on April 27, 1889, a man came to the boarding house, presented himself to the, the family there as an officer of the law. He said he was arresting McMichael and taking him back to Dixon to be jailed. The next day, McMichael was found dead on the side of the road, having been shot through the head and the heart. After the murder, for a while, the authorities were unsure of who committed the murder. There are several articles from Missouri and from surrounding states that say that the governor had put out a reward for any information about the murder that had happened here in Marys County. There's actually some articles that say that a threatening letter was sent to the sheriff in Marys County, basically telling them that he better quit investigating this case or he would end up dead. So as McMichael was going to testify against Will Jennings, the authorities eventually saw Will Jennings as a suspect and they went to Springfield to investigate him. What they learned from the neighbors was that Will Jennings was home in the area around Springfield at the time of the murder, so he couldn't have done it. But they found out that a man named Wills Howard 
had been living with Jennings and that Howard had not been seen since two days before the murder. So since Wills Howard was a known outlaw and desperado, as he is called in some of these articles, officers were dispatched to Kentucky to find Howard and return him to Missouri. Howard was known to have been in Harlan County in October and early November of 1889 because this was the time of the infamous standoff at the courthouse and there were headlines all across the country. But when peace was finally restored at Harlan County, it was because Wills Howard had left and he hadn't been heard of since that time. So the authorities did not find Howard when they went to Kentucky. And the case kind of went cold for a little while until Wills Howard was eventually found in January of 1891 in California serving time under a, an assumed name in San Quentin for highway robbery. He'd been arrested in June of 1890 for robbing a stagecoach, and he had given the name of Charles Brown. After the authorities in Missouri found out that this was the Wills Howard that they were looking for, they asked the governor of California to pardon him on the charges he faced in California so that he could be extradited back to Missouri for the murder. Interestingly, it took a, a while to get him sent back because the the governor and the judges in California were looking for some kind of precedent. And there was a case where the governor of Missouri pardoned someone so that he could be extradited to face murder charges in another state. So eventually, Wills Howard was extradited back to Missouri, where he was to face charges for the murder in Mary's County. So Howard was brought back to Missouri by train. And almost immediately after arriving in Mary's County, there were concerns about his safety, so they had him transferred to St. Louis. Howard's attorneys successfully petitioned for a change of venue, and so instead of being tried at Mary's County, Howard was transferred to Laclede County to face his charges. He was transferred to the jail in Lebanon, and during the time when he was here, an escape occurred and three prisoners escaped the jail. Howard didn't participate in the escape, but because the jail was then seen as not very secure, the authorities sent Howard back to St. Louis to, to serve time there while awaiting trial. His first trial was in June of 1892, and it lasted four days, concluding on June 14th. It ended in a hung jury with 10 of the jurors voting for acquittal and two guilty. So a second trial was ordered. That trial occurred in February of 1893, and Howard was convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Howard's mother pled with the governor of Missouri to grant him clemency. The governor did grant a few weeks' stay, but Howard was eventually executed in January of 1894. So on Friday, January 19, 1894, at 9.17 a.m., Howard was hung in the yard of the Laclede County Jail. According to articles from the time, it was a seven-foot drop on the gallows, but the fall did not break his neck. It took him 13 and a half minutes to strangle to death. He was about 30 years old at the time of his death, and his body, at first they said they were going to transfer it back to Kentucky for burial, but it, he was buried at the Lebanon Cemetery. I haven't yet been able to find where he's buried, but I in intend to go to the city cemetery office and see if they have any more information. Howard protested his innocence right up until the end. He said he, he did not commit this murder, though he did admit that he had committed other murders. This specific one, he, he said he was innocent. He even wrote a letter to his brother and his uncle in his last days saying, quote, it's hard to die for a crime we did not commit. He asked his family in this letter not to take revenge after his death, saying that it wouldn't do any good and it wouldn't bring him back. 
He said he, he hoped that his uncle and brother and the rest of his family could just live the rest of their days in peace. He did tell his uncle that he was going to write some letters accepting responsibility for a crime that his uncle was in prison for. And that did happen. I haven't investigated whether or not Will Jennings was released from prison. But Wills Howard ended his letter with farewell forever, Wilson R. Howard. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, corrections, or content suggestions, fill out the contact form at lifeofangst.com. <laughs>